your strategy is an experience that you're creating. Yes. You do know what that should be if you just take a second to connect with your ideal customer and what they need and what awesome, valuable experience you could create for them that leads them into the offer. Just connect with your ideal customer and you know the answer. Thousand percent. You are listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast, episode number 468. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast. I have a treat here today. I have my good friend, coach. We're now calling him my work husband. <laughs> or or, or <laughs> George Bryant here. And we've just spent the last three days in Montana doing a lot of things, a full day of marketing strategy, snowboarding. And I'll share this with you guys because you'll love this. Those of you who know me and follow me, we have 30 minutes until we have to leave for the airport to take me back to Austin or I'll miss my flight. Yep. So we're trying to fit this episode in and make sure we give you a lot. We might talk fast. We might go fast because we really wanted to get this in. So let me explain really fast what we're doing. We decided while we were here, we're going to do a two-part podcast series. The first part already launched and it is on George's podcast, which, hi, George. Hi. <laughs> what is the name of your podcast where they can go find that? My podcast is called The Mind of George Show, everywhere where podcasts are published, but the easiest place to find it is mindofgeorge.com. Perfect. So part one, we already recorded, and that is a high-level view, like 3,000-foot view of our reflections from the last year um, and what we're taking into next year, what we think is going to be important in 2023 as it relates to marketing. Yes. And so you'll want to go listen to that because it's going to go really well with what we're going to talk about today, which is going to get more into the tactical how. And we have three strategies that are going to be critical for 2023. For sure. And the one note on this, uh, and I said this in the previous episode, so for everybody listening to this one, I would recommend pausing this one if you haven't listened to it, because we actually talked about in that episode on the how without the 30,000 foot view, or you called it the 3,000 foot view, (laughs) how the how without the 3,000 foot view is a liability. So in part one, we really set the context so you can think about things the right way, measure success the right way, and understand how to apply the things that we're about to give you in a way that can be fruitful and can work for your business. But if you take these hows and you try to apply them without the context, it's not going to create a desirable result. So part one was all about that context of what's going to make it work, why it matters, where it's going to work. And then this is now how to do it. Yep. So go to the Mind of George podcast. Go listen to that one. It was the last one that came out before this one. And then we'll dive into the tactical. So George and I sat down and we were like, okay, what are the three most important things that people need to be doing in their business next year as it comes down to marketing, which is a very powerful thing to get from the two of us because we see a lot behind the scenes Mm -hmm. and we are great marketers alone and together even better. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about those three things. I'm going to start with the first one, um, which is something I've talked about before, but I think is probably my number one and is a reflection from last year, but it is like absolutely critical and non-negotiable for next year. And that is that as a part of your marketing strategy, you need to have some form of live launches or completely changing your wrapping paper of your marketing at least once a quarter. And this is like, you know, I've been doing this strategy last year, but what I saw is is the businesses who weren't doing it weren't seeing success. And you hear it all the time. People are like, I can create a successful live launch, but I can't get the evergreen model to work. 
And there's just something about live launching where the energy of it, the engagement, the connection to your audience and your leads, you can't replicate that. So I'm not saying you have to do it every month, but it needs to be in your strategy next year. A thousand percent. And I'm going to, this is one of my favorite fucking topics. (laughs) And I had to drop an F-bomb early on your show. One of my favorite topics. Okay. The repurposing or changing the wrapping paper, Mm -hmm. right? The easiest way I can teach the how of this is that in order for marketing to be successful, like I said in part one, it has to be consistent and congruent, right? No matter which way we slice it, every one of our businesses boils down to probably three big things that we help people do, right? I help people with mindset, customer journey, and relationships, Mm -hmm. right? Everything you see from me falls into one of those buckets, right? So one of our rules in our company on how we do this is we say we repurpose the idea, not the content. Mm -hmm. And so the wrapping paper is a really simple analogy. I have a six-year-old son. You have many children, (laughs) like a harem (laughs) with guinea fowls flying wildly over Austin that your neighbors think are wild animals that ended up on our property. Um, But if I take one present and I buy three identical presents, Mm -hmm. right? And then I put all three of them under the tree and I put one in a brown paper bag. I put one in Paw Patrol wrapping paper and I put one in Sonic the Hedgehog wrapping paper. Mm -hmm. Today, Branson will only open one of those presents. Mm -hmm. It's going to be the Sonic one. Mm -hmm. The present's the same. It doesn't change what's in the box. It changes somebody's purview to be willing to open the box. Mm -hmm. But in two years, if I gave him those same options at eight years old, he'd probably go straight for the brown paper bag. Yeah. Because Sonic doesn't land anymore. Paw Patrol doesn't land anymore. But the bag does. Yeah. And entrepreneurs get obsessed with changing the present before they change the wrapping paper. Yes. Yeah. And so how this applies to you is you guys have heard terms like ad fatigue and creative fatigue. The challenge that entrepreneurs come into is they go to hit record like, oh my God, what do I say? Uh, I'm like, it's really fucking easy. You say the same thing as many times as required till the last person gets it. You just say it in a new way. You use a different video. You use a different modality. You use a different medium. You shorten it up. And so when you say change the wrapping paper, what you're doing is you're allowing now the freshness to match the current market and mm-hmm. the current paradigm of the market yeah. without changing your entire business. Yeah. So like we've been using the same offer for six years. It's been renamed maybe seven times and resold yeah. 83 different ways. Yeah. It's still the same offer yeah. and it still generates massive amounts of revenue. I've yet to update a video in the course in the last four years because the content is all still applicable. But if I looked at the market and I was like, nobody's buying it. Oh, fuck it. I'll do what I used to do. Let me go record a new course. Let me go launch a new webinar. Let me go do a boom. But in actuality, the amount of effort that it takes for me to just change the wrapping paper is 1% of the effort it takes for me to go launch a new one. Yeah. And changing the wrapping paper almost guarantees my success and creating a new one creates a liability and a hole that I'm going to have to compensate to fill. Yeah. So, you know, this is coming out. We're going into a new year. So start looking at your business and saying, when am I going to look at doing that? At least three times if you can do it once a quarter. Yep. That is, is my ultimate goal. And so you need consistently, Jen, you need consistency in your business that's ongoing, but you also need this fresh wrapping paper, a live launch, a live webinar. If you're a product business, it's a promo or a new product drop or something like that. Something to bring in that energy. And what that does is it also creates a cash infusion for your business Yes, because you get to reap the benefits of all the leads and the audience that you've been building for the months before. So that is absolutely critical for overall profitability for businesses next year. Thousand percent. And one key thing right before we move to two that you said earlier um, about 
you know, kind of changing the wrapping paper when you do it, it also makes it really easy as an entrepreneur, right? So like I can go do, uh, like we'll talk about like live launches and webinars, yeah. right? What that might mean is that you've been running a webinar for three years, right? And you're updating it every quarter. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I updated it again and it boom, boom, boom. All that could simply mean is like, hey, why don't we try a 15 minute VSL this time? Yeah. And we try that on the front of it. Or yeah. why don't we try to just put a sales page up and put that on the front of it? Yeah. When you start to think like this, it changes how easy it is to play the game. So mm -hmm. we do this with content all the time to where my team's like, I need you to talk about mindset. I'm like, which part? And they're like, this one. And I have 99 to 10,000 videos already pre-recorded talking about mindset. Mm -hmm. I could very easily repurpose those. But instead, I repurpose the idea. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, what did I say? And I'm like, well, I'm a different person today. And this new person is who my audience responds to. Yeah. And so let me just say it again today in 60 yeah. seconds. So I repurpose the idea and it connects with people and it works because we're on the same trend. Like we're in the same paradigm yeah. and it's the same reason that live launches work. So when you're doing this, you might actually find better ways to create that connection, to create that love, to create that safety without a webinar yeah. that would allow you a little bit more leverage to turning something evergreen and doing it differently. So this yeah. allows you to dance with your relationship. Yeah. And I think that's so huge. And I just want to say one thing. I'm not going to miss my flight. <laughs> um, on that, people get themselves way overwhelmed with like, I don't know what to do. What should my topic be? Your strategy is an experience that you're creating. Yes. You do know what that should be if you just take a second to connect with your ideal customer and what they need and what awesome, valuable experience you could create for them that leads them into the offer. People yep. way overthink when they're like, okay, if I have to do three live launches, like, I don't know what to do. Should I do a challenge? Should I do a webinar? Should I do this topic? Should I do this? Don't get in that overwhelm and just connect with your ideal customer and you know the answer. Thousand percent. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to the next one. Um, our next one is that the importance of video and storytelling content, which this isn't new, but I feel like every year it's just more and more important. It's not that it's new. It's that it's been forced as a requirement because we yes. sped up people's proclivity for connection because of everybody being so shut down that yeah. we talked about in episode one, right? Yeah. And uh, before you even share this point, I think one of the reasons entrepreneurs have lost for so long is that the spoken word or verbal only accounts for 7%. Of yeah. communication. Mm -hmm. The other 93% is visual. It's auditory. Mm -hmm. There's many things there. And video cuts out 30 touch points yeah. in one video because you can get tone, you mm -hmm. can get context, you can get emotion. It creates connection that allows people yeah. to surrender. And so it's no different than if I had to say like, hey, do you want to hang out with your best friend? And you're like, yeah, I'm like, cool. I'm going to give you an option. Do you want to text them, phone call them, Zoom them, or have them come over for coffee? Mm -hmm. Come over. 10 out of 10 yeah. times, it's going to be come Definitely over for coffee. Definitely don't call me. Right? That, no shit. <laughs> Definitely don't vox me, Emily. <laughs> Definitely don't leave me a voicemail. <laughs> no. Especially one of your long ones. But you know the rules and you I, stay within them. So okay. I appreciate that. I got to give you kudos. You stay in the limit. Right? I was telling Emily that like sometimes she sends me voxers and I have to take out a piece of paper and outline but what she But mine are said. fast. They, okay. I know. I know, but Voxer doesn't give me a 0.5 or a 0.25. Yeah. It only gives me a 234. <laughs> I need like a 0.25 for you. Um, but yeah, I. I <laughs> <laughs> this is our all day together. <laughs> it is. And I love our one more thing, one more thing, yeah, one more thing. I know, we can't if stop. we ever do a podcast together outside of our own shows, I already know the title. 
One more thing. One more thing. <laughs> Watch me miss my flight. You're not missing your flight. Don't put that juju okay. into the, inter- the interview. Okay, let's go back so to go. the videos. So go to go to videos. Okay. For me on the video content that I've been talking about is we're in the era of the creator. Yes. And I've been saying that for about a year and a half. Like, you know, TikTok, that is what really kicked it off. And so if you don't have that form of content in your organic, in your paid, everywhere, I mean, that's how audiences are consuming content. So yep. you have to adapt to that. And create video content free create valuable content even if i say the direction of like organic next year the trending audios and what it used to be is already on its way out it's authentic organic content creativity yep that's winning yep and creating that for your business or bringing someone in if you don't want to be the face and create that is going to be essential next year across the board organic paid yep. it doesn't matter the medium People are consuming social media like it's TV. Yeah, exactly. And, and so your business has to adapt to that. And yep. you have, and it should be your number one priority. And you say this all the time, but attention is currency. It is. And how you create that attention is that valuable content. Yep. Authentic content. Yep. Um, and, you know, there's people that I sometimes come into contact with who don't want to spend that time going deep on their content or really knowing their content. And it's it, it's critical. It like is. it's it should be one of the number one things that you do in your business as as a CEO. Like for me, that's the most valuable use of my time is creating content. Yes, putting in systems to repurpose it and yeah. leverage my podcast. But if that's all I did, that's the most important thing I do because it's the like heartbeat of my business. A thousand percent. And there's one thing you said, and and I'll say this to everybody: you don't have to do it, but you can't complain that you don't get the result when you don't do yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Our job as business owners, when you decide to become an entrepreneur, isn't that I'm going to build the business because Field of Dreams is bullshit. Mm-hmm. If you build it, they don't fucking come, Kevin Costner, <laughs> like you asshole, <laughs> screwing up marketers all day. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Once yeah. you build it, you have to go connect with the people so they know that it exists. Yep. And it just so happens, based on the current state of the world, that the current consumption modality is video. Mm-hmm. And in 2020, Google did an entire survey on this, and it was over 84% of content consumed was video. Yeah. That was in 2020. Mm-hmm. Now we're going into 2023. And so it's not that you have to, but if you think about the payoff when doing it and pouring mm-hmm. into it compared to direct response mail, compared to doing events, compared to cold calling, compared to boom, mm-hmm. if you don't do it, you're missing what basically everybody in this current, the last decade of business has gotten, which is free marketing. Yeah. Where else can you build a platform, have an audience of 100,000 people that right. yes, they do tailor your content. Yes, you're welcome. It's their rules. Yeah. It's their field. Yeah. That you get that amount of free attention yeah. by you whipping out your phone and connecting with people. Right. It is literally insane to me how much free money is out there. And so understand that no, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. And if you go into it like I have to, it will not work. Yeah. If you go into it like I get to, then the game is there to work. And you made one other very valid point, And we have seen this in testing in the last three months. So I own a lot of companies and we do a lot of revenue Mm -hmm. at every level and big and small, identical. Now I'll take one of those ideas I just talked about, right? Like mindset. If I record that on my $10,000 camera and post it, and then record the identical one on my iPhone and post it a month later. You're taking my exact next point. You're, yes. The iPhone one across the board at minimum is giving us a 4X return. And the reason being is because now... Everybody is consuming social 
like it's television. And so now when they see these more polished, these more up videos, they think they're an ad. Yeah. And they just skip right over them. Yeah. And so I think one other important point here is that video doesn't mean it has to be your face. Mm. There's times I send videos and I write, M, you're awesome on a sticky note. Yeah. And I record myself writing it and yeah. I send it. I mean, it can be like a hiking footage, water on a window. Anything, like, yeah. anything. And so don't get wrapped up in like, oh, it has to be my face. Yeah. Some of the best creators, Stephen Meller on Instagram, absolutely crushes. And every single one of his things is him on a notebook. Yeah. And he's got hundreds of thousands of his followers. He's like writing out his words that yeah, he's so speaking. Yeah, so get creative if you, you don't want to You've got to get creative. Face. So match the modality to what feels the best to you. Yeah. But understand that video is now a new form of communication. Remember when emojis became a language? Yeah. Video is a new language and it's one of the most powerful languages that exists yeah. that helps collapse what we talked about in the other episode the frequency of touch points and the amount that you can get in. Yeah. Because I can, in a 20-second video, technically probably hit 30 touch points if I say the right things right. that allow somebody to progress through. Yeah. So. And one more, th- one more thing. One more thing. <laughs> ah, that's it. It's one more thing. It's the real and the raw that's yes. going to win next year. And we're seeing that with the app Be Real. TikTok now copied it. I've talked about this on my podcast. People want to see the mess. They do. If you go look at TikTok now, there are people like – crying, like sharing the behind the scenes of being a mom, like people want to see that. So I've had moments where I'm like, my day's so boring. No one's going to want to see the behind the scenes of what I'm doing. They do. They do. They love it. Your audience loves it. You guys love it. When I talk on my podcast about, you know, one random thing at the beginning of the podcast, I get messages about that for the next two weeks. So keep that in mind too. Like, like you said, with that test, the edited videos, the overproduced content, the filter, is going away and we're moving very much into the real and raw because that creates the trust and it creates the connection with people and they've become smart to the opposite. Yes. And here's the beautiful part. You want to win in this game. Depth will always win. And I know we're going there in a minute, but this is a perfect point. There's a difference between playing authentic and being authentic. And because of the overconsumption that's happened in the last couple of years, everybody's filter is dialed. Yeah. And so, no, you don't have to cry. You don't have to share every little you have to detail. Be you. you have to be you. Yeah. And you cut through so much noise and fast path success because you create so much subconscious safety, connection, and everybody has to understand at the end of the day, we are human beings and biologically, mm-hmm. we are tribal creatures. Mm-hmm. If we are not creating the bridge for people to step into a relationship with us, there isn't one to be had. Yeah. And in order for somebody to have one, we have to lead it. They're not going to come tell you how hard their day is in your DMs. But the moment you tell them that you've struggled, you become relatable and human. Yeah. And what you're doing is subconsciously writing a permission slip for somebody to own their story and lean into a deeper relationship with you. Yeah. Which, by the way, in the game of selling, eliminates the sale because it yeah. already happened. Because yeah. connection and relationships are at the base of everything that we do. And video is the most powerful modality and it is not going away. Right. So if it's not a part of your strategy next year, big part, make it. Make All right. It. Our last one is this is something I've been doing with clients and really you say it's so great is is creating your ideal customers. And you I've shared it like five times since you told me that on this podcast. And I think it's really important because the, t- the place we're in in the economy and with business, 
leveraging and getting the most out of the leads and the audience you're already bringing in without going to find new people is always important and you teach that, but it's become even more important and will be continue to be important going into next year. So looking at, you know, I have people who have come to me who are like getting a thousand leads and they sell, you know, one out of a thousand and they're profitable because it's, you know, a $10,000 offer. offer. Okay. What about all those 999 leads that Mm -hmm. you're paying for whether it's through your time creating content and showing up organically and or paid. And then you're just like, okay, I need to go find another thousand. Yep. And once you say it, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, of course. But I think people have gotten away with not doing that because buyer hesitancy wasn't as high as it is now and ad costs and all those things. Now this is critical. So I've helped so many clients in the last year come up with something to create the ideal customers for for the main offer that they have, but also to leverage more of the leads and serve those people that, you know, may never be a fit for that $10,000 offer, but they really can help them. And oftentimes it's as easy as pulling something out from that $10,000 offer and giving it to them. So I think that is critical for next year. Yeah. So, so here's the thing. You'll never win on with, you're guaranteed to win on depth. I think if you're an entrepreneur and your most important KPI is revenue, you don't understand currency. Because the most valuable KPI that you can't measure that accounts for more revenue than you'll ever imagine is relationships. Mm -hmm. And the way that I think about this is my job as a marketer is to turn no's to neutrals and neutrals to yeses. I'd never expect a thousand people to take my offer. I might only get one. That one person said yes. I'm going to handle them. I'm going to love them. I'm going to support them. But it doesn't mean that those 999 were bad and wrong. It doesn't mean that I can't add value. It just means that was not the fit for them. Mm -hmm. But if all I do is move on to the next, I just turned 999 people into anti-marketing machines that had a negative experience with my brand. So it's not even necessarily about pulling out here or pulling out here. It's always just about having the next step because here's what I know. If they took the time to click, to register, to read, and make it that far, you are aware that they have a pain point. They are aware that they they have a pain point. And they want your help. They are aware that they want your help. That is the offer that can't help them in that moment, Mm -hmm. whether time, money, not the right fit, whatever. Your job as a leader is just to help always move them one next step in the direction of their goal, not your agenda. And so sometimes this is as simple as thanking people and sending a video message to the 999 and thanking them for considering you and giving them the time. And as a bonus, as a thank you, here's my breakdown of 2023 and what I see happening. And we're here to support you with anything you need. It's as simple as being like, hey, I love that this wasn't a fit. We're not going to sell this to you again. But if we can help you in any way, I'd love to know what you're challenged with. Oh, and by the way, on your intake form, you said these two things. I recorded two specific podcasts about this. Here's the links to both of them. Yeah. If you go through them and have any questions, just shoot my team an email. Yeah. And so the concept that I teach, and I know you've repeated it, is that when you're in the game of finding clients, you're in a lose-lose game. When you're in the game of creating clients, you're guaranteed to win. Mm-hmm. Because what I know about those 999 is they're somewhere between one and a thousand touch points away from becoming my customer. It's just a matter of when. Yeah. And it's not my job to dictate when they walk in that door. It's to make sure that there's a door for them to choose when they are ready. Mm-hmm. And so just understanding this is a big part of the game because I see it too. 
oh my God, George, I need a thousand new leads. I'm like, how big is your email list? They're like 68,000. <laughs> I'm like, when was the last time you talked to them? They're like, never. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what? So you want me to put a thousand more people in there so you can talk to 10 of them? Yeah. I'm like, how about we send an email to all 68,000 and say, I'm sorry, I've been such a shithead and ignored you. <laughs> I would love to jump on a Zoom call with all of you and do an office hours and see how I can support you yeah. or see how I can help you or teach you this one thing. You got to remember that you cannot adopt any more children until you feed the ones that you have. And if somebody has taken the time to raise their hand, just because they didn't take the offer doesn't mean they're not a good fit. Mm-hmm. It just meant in that moment, they're not a good fit. Yeah. And so your purview or your lens always needs to be on the back end of your company first Because if you nurture and care for the people you have, whether they're buyers or not, then it gives you the confidence to go get more leads knowing Mm -hmm. that when they come into that ecosystem, they're cared for in one of those buckets. Yeah. Yeah. And it shows that there's so much opportunity that people are just sitting on that they they let like they I, I mean, ignore I, I mean like the the amount of gold that comes yeah. from this to be like i've done this before like literally i will tackle tell you exactly yeah, how same. i did this like sixty-eight thousand person list yeah and i went oh it's dean jackson time and i'm like dean's famous nine word email yeah. right except dean used it to get uh sales and deals i was like i want to i want to crowdsource some yeah. info here yeah and so the subject line was like I'm sorry I've let you down. Mm -hmm. And then the email was literally like two sentences. It's like, we realize that we've ghosted you, that we haven't cared for you. Uh, We're carrying a lot of guilt, but we genuinely want to help you. If we could support you in anything in your business, what would it be? Mm -hmm. Just hit reply to this email. And we that 68,000 person list, I think they got like 1,700 responses. And they were all in one of three buckets. And so I was like, cool. Put them in the buckets and do a Zoom call with all of them in that bucket and see what they need help with. Yeah. And I was like, if they all come up with it, ask them on the call. Be like, hey, if I taught all of this to you over three calls, would you pay me $1,000? Yeah. And they were all like, yeah. And they're like, great. Do you guys want to start tomorrow? And they're like, yeah. And the guy made like a million dollars. Yeah. But he had to be willing to be in the relationship with the people who already invested in one with him. Yes. And instead of looking at new, look at what you have first. Like mm-hmm. before you go to the grocery store, check the pantry so you yeah. don't end up with seven cinnamons, right? Like yeah. you've got to make sure that you have it. But invest that time in because all of those people, that relationship currency is the most powerful currency that you can have. Mm -hmm. Because if I can turn that no to at least a neutral, to where their last interaction with me wasn't a no, that means that I have space to leverage that relationship. If I can turn it from a neutral to a yes, they become the 86% of marketing that word of mouth that never gives me a dollar but makes me millions because they make all my intros. They put people in my room. They share my podcast because relationships are the only fucking currency (laughs) that will matter from now until the end of time, no matter what other strategies we give you. A hundred percent. Yep. I could go on a fucking rant. I know. We're going to have to have our own show. And we're on time. But we'll we'll do this. We do, we do have, we do have to make, make the flight. There will be more of us though. Yeah. I would love to hear kind of like your closing thoughts for people like moving into 2023 about the best actions they can take or what they should focus on or like just anything to give them. Yeah. I think my biggest thing is, is consistency. Number one. In your business next year and in your marketing and all the things we've talked about, focusing on that. We talked a lot about that in the first part, that being the goal mm-hmm. and that creating that connection and the relationships. That's only going to become more important. And ultimately, with where we are at today, anytime there's a time where it's like it might be more of a struggle because of the economy, whatever, it just shines a light in the holes. Yep. And a lot of people have holes 
when it comes to the connection with their audience, the value they're bringing, the strength of their strategy and the relationships as you talk about. And so I think it's an opportunity right now to clean that up Mm -hmm. and improve that Mm -hmm. ongoing. And the people who do that will absolutely win next year because there is so much opportunity. Thousand percent. Can I share mine? Yep. Okay, cool. Uh, Understand that a relationship is only as good as the attention you're giving it in that moment. Yeah. Meaning that there's no set it and forget it in any area of your business, not with your team, not with your customers, not with your business colleagues, not with your JV partners, not with your business partners. Relationships need to be watered. Mm -hmm. This gives you an unlimited amount of opportunity to add depth into your business and capitalize on what a lot of times I find 25 to 30% of a company's annual revenue hiding. And we find it by being willing to invest in the relationship. There is no passive, there is no set it and forget it. So all of these things are ways for you to create deeper connections with yourself, with your team and with your customers, ultimately leading to deep endowment, which is what creates those referrals and what creates that revenue and what creates that momentum. And you have to be willing to play in it. Yeah, You have to be willing to play with it. And my rule is really, really simple. When I'm sitting in my office that we're happen to be in right now and I'm moping around, I'm like, I'm such a failure as an entrepreneur and my, my whole life <laughs> See, is over. See, it happens to the best of us. <laughs> and, and it's always going to. Yeah. But it's when we hit, get hit with it, what we do with it that makes the difference. And in those moments, I've made rules for myself. And one of my easiest things that I teach my team is when they're ever in that moment, I tell them, your solution is simple. Go give away what you want to get. And I'm feeling over here sad and like a failure. And I'm like, but I have 38 DMs that I haven't responded to today. How do I want to feel right now? I'm like, God, I want to feel confident and seen. I'm like, great. I'm going to go make 38 people Mm -hmm. feel confident and seen. And somehow magically, every single time, they're like, hey, I've been meaning to ask you, can I hire you for three days? Or hey, there's this event that I'm going to and they were looking for a keynoter. Would you like to go? Or this changed my day. And it truly is the epitome of business and living in it. And so utilize this, utilize these things and then add your own because your business is your relationship. Mm. What we're telling you today is the science is use video, create depth and connection and make sure you change the wrapping paper. That's the science. Those are the requirements. The art is how you do it in your business, with your team, and with your relationships, and nobody can tell you how to do it because it's your specific expression of that yeah. that makes it so fucking good, and it's the only way that it works. Yeah. So good. So good. So good. It's going to be a good year. There's a lot of opportunity. It already is, and hasn't started yeah. yet. <laughs> Apparently, we're taking a Hawaii trip. Yeah. Yep. That's already planned. Yep. Our families are going to Hawaii together. I found out after. We're doing an event together. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned for that, guys. Stay tuned for that one. We'll do some more podcasts. Yep. Emily will be moving to Montana. Yeah, that's happening too. So here we go. All right. All right. It's been fun. Thanks, George. Thank you. Talk to you next time, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast. If you love this episode and want deeper support with your marketing, head over to helpmystrategy.com to see how Hirsch Marketing can help take your marketing to the next level no matter where you're at today. We help our clients scale faster than ever, find hidden leaks in their funnel, experiment with new creative marketing strategies, and help their business explode and be more profitable than they ever dreamed possible. Head over to helpmystrategy.com and see if you qualify for a free strategy audit with Team Hirsch.